Life, and welcome back to the Overtime Podcast. I'm your host, JT. What's going on, guys? I do apologize um, about last week. I was having a lot of technical difficulties. Hopefully, I got them resolved today so I can give you guys a quality, good show. And, you know, uh, we've had an interesting last, what, two weeks of football since we last left off. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i pretty much combining episode eight with nine. This is going to still be episode eight. Um, but this week has been very confusing. Um, it's been not confusing per se, but there's a lot of stuff that's happened. And we should talk about it. We should really get into it. So real quick, we're going to talk about first things first. We're going to get into the games. The games is what you guys are here for. Let's get the recap going. Let's go here. Last week, so last week I was 10 and 15 in my predictions. This week, if I would have done predictions for the games this week, I would have been way off because some of these games I would never have expected. Um, like Jaguars and Saints, the Jaguars takes that game. Um, I saw that coming. The Falcons beating the Buccaneers. Didn't see that coming. I thought the Buccaneers was going to put up more of a fight. The Raiders losing to the Bears. I was hoping it happened. Then you got the Browns versus the Colts. Honestly, the refereeing in that game was horrible. The Colts should have won that game, but whatever, the Browns won. Um, the Commanders um, losing to the Giants. Very defensive game. Came down to a last drive effort. Very good game, though. Lions and Ravens, Lions, they pissed the bucket away with this game, losing thirty uh, six to thirty six, I believe, or something like that. Um, still a bad loss for the for the Lions. Good game for Lamar Jackson, though. Then you got the Bills losing to the Patriots. Let's go Patriots! Uh, you know, you, I guess you guys heard that Bill Belichick is not that guy anymore. It is what it is. Cardinals versus Seahawks. Seahawks takes that win. It is what it is. Then you got the Steelers losing to the Rams. Or no, no, Steelers beating the Rams. Sorry, I apologize. Um, Steelers beating the Rams. Chiefs beating Chargers. Broncos beating Packers. Eagles beating Dolphins. And Vikings beating 49ers. Man, it's been a very interesting week of football, man. Um, Kirk Cousins coming in line in prime time. Let, let, let's give it up for Kirk, man. I, I think a lot of people underestimated him, and I think the value of what he brings as a quarterback to the Vikings is truly under uh, underrated. It's truly underrated what he brings to the Vikings. So um, then you have the Eagles beating the Dolphins. I think it's time. It was a reality check for the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins played a good defense and played a team that's actually good. Who the Dolphins have actually won against, Really, it it shows that they're not there all the way yet. And then losing another starting offensive lineman in the in in in, in this process, it really hurts their chances playoff wise. But thanks to the Bills' loss, uh, thanks to the Bills' loss, that also makes sure that they still lock up their number one seed in their division. Um, with that being said, the 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 Dolphins. They have a they have a semi you know week nine they play the they play Kansas City in Germany. A lot of people think the Dolphins are going to be able to to beat the Chiefs, but the Chiefs has the number one defense uh, per se. Um, honestly, they do. Uh, honestly, the Chiefs has not allowed any team to score above twenty points this entire season. Um, a lot of people are like, well, they let the Lions. No, the Lions doesn't count as far as a. Um, as far as our offensive standpoint, um, 
due to the pick six. So that doesn't count. They only held them to four. The defense held them to 14. So in all, honestly, the no team has scored above 20 points on the Chiefs offensively wise, which ranks very number, very number one. A lot of teams cannot say they have that. So um, a, a, a good test going into the next week, too, for the Dolphins. And we'll, we'll, I'll explain why. But a lot of this this breaks down to is that um, a lot of teams, a lot of this 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 week eight going into week nine and ten, you know, this week eight is the final stretch for you to make adjustments to the teams as far as trade-wise, see what you're going to get available for. And we have a lot of news to cover. So let's go down this list real quick. So um, Zach Ertz uh, is on injury reserve from the Cardinals. Um Heard he was on the trade block, but with this being with him on the IR, that does hurt um, the Cardinals a little bit because they can't trade him like they want to. Marvin Jones is stepping away from football for a while to deal with his family issues. Um, hopefully things get better for Marvin Jones. Um, the Lions have released him off their roster. Mike Pinnell is coming back for Kansas City. We might be seeing a Frank Clark reunion with Kansas City as well. Mar uh, McCole Hartman has been traded back to Kansas City. Craziest thing ever. The Kansas City Chiefs decided that they do need another receiver that knows the offense, that can adjust well, and McCole Hartman has been welcomed home with open arms. We hated to see him leave, but the Jets obviously was not going to utilize him correctly. Kansas City wills. With that being said, the Eagles also acquired Terrell Edmonds and Kevin Bernard from the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are cleaning house, guys. They are shopping around for different suitors for Derrick Henry right now. So with that being said, a lot of tough decisions are going to come in by Tuesday of next week. Next Tuesday is the trade deadline on October 31st. Halloween spooky. Let's get it done. I can't wait to see all the movement that goes on beyond now and next week. We got seven days of trades that could potentially happen. Here are some of the trades I would love to see. Devontae Adams is one is the number one for me. I think Devontae Adams overstretched for when he signed with the Raiders, thinking this is going to be a good team. He's in a division full of full of monsters, but the monsters talent. He's in a division with Patrick Mahomes. And for years, he dominated with, you know, Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. But obviously, that doesn't span out when you have to deal with Patrick Mahomes at least twice a year. And then on top of that, all the losing, when you're used to winning, Devontae Adams is a winner. And because of that mentality that he has, he's not going to do well. And I do wholeheartedly believe that Devontae Adams is going to request a trade within the next, either now or next year. Now would be a perfect time for the Raiders to recoup what they had to give up. They're giving him a lot of money. You can go out and grab about three first-round picks for Devontae Adams if you really wanted to go that route. Next person that comes to mind when I'm looking at my list of teams that I would love to see trades and what's what you know whatnot. I think honestly, um, the Bengals. The Bengals have a trade that they could possibly make as far as getting rid of uh, either Tyler Boyd or um, or T Higgins. What are you going to do because? Either way it goes, you're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. You're going to have to pay one other receiver. So now you have to figure out what you're going to do. You already paid your quarterback, and you haven't really had a decent season. You're not having a good season at all, to be honest with you. So now you have to shop around for the the next best thing or stay cheap. 
one of your receivers has to go. This is a good time for you to go out and grab maybe a number two, maybe a number three pick or a couple three picks or a couple two picks for either Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins to a wide receiver needing team. Marquise Brown has been linked to a couple different teams. Hollywood Brown, I think Hollywood still brings a lot of value to teams that would use him a lot. Um, I think he would do well in Baltimore, honestly. Hollywood Brown going back home to Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, adding him into that sink of receivers. He already knows the offense. And Hollywood Brown, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, I think if they got together, the dominance that Lamar Jackson could have with that team um, of those receivers, I think it would be a very nasty team and to have to deal with. Um, the Lions also needs a receiver. You do lose Marvin Jones. We don't know how long he's going to be away or if he even comes back. I think Marv I think the Lions trade for a receiver and Hollywood Brown could be one of those receivers that you could go trade for. Um the Eagles are stacking up on their defense and offense. I mean, you've already went out and uh, signed Julio Jones. Now you've acquired Terrell Edmonds and Kevin Bernard in a trade. The Eagles are looking um, to be a serious contender. And whatever anybody else says, I have mad respect for the Eagles. Um, they played a hard game last year in the Super Bowl. They want to go back. And I think the Eagles have the, the talent and potential to do it. A lot of teams are not realizing that the Eagles are gearing up for a major, they're not they're not gearing up for a Super Bowl run. They're gearing up for. I'm sorry, they're not gearing up for a playoff run. They're gearing up for a Super Bowl run. Getting these players together, getting the the the, the running backs that you have, the receivers you have, you have honestly. I it's 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 bad to say this, but you do have one of. You know what? It's not even bad. I think this is going to be a controversial hot take, but I think the best receiver in the NFL right now is AJ Brown. It used to be Devontae Adams, but look who he's playing with. He's not playing with nobody in the Raiders. I believe A.J. Brown is the number one receiver in the league. I think the Eagles have that. Uh, the Eagles have the number, the number two quarterback in the league and the number one receiver in the league. That's how I'm looking at the Eagles right now, and they're a very dangerous team within the NFC. So with that being said, um, we need to really watch out for them. They really need to, a lot of teams are needed, you know, they need to put their hats on. I thought the Dolphins would give them a little competition and it was a little touch and go, but then the Dolphins defense got stretched out. They let Jalen Hurts get out the pocket. They let him extend the plays. He does things at an elite level. Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback. Whatever you want to say, if you want to put, I don't care who you put, the number one and two better be Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts in this league. And Jalen Hurts is capable of taking that team to multiple Super Bowls as long as they keep doing what they need to do to be around. So with that, I think that the Eagles, um, their trades have really paid off. Another team that I believe uh, we're going to see um, if, if the Bears could, I think we're seeing another situation in which of another Brock Purdy situation uh, for the Bears. The Bears have found a quarterback that actually can make throws and can win games. That puts Justin Fields on a hot block. So with that being said, what's going to happen with the Bears? Do the Bears make some trades to make to 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 get some to get some stuff or what? It all just really depends on how you look at it, but those are just some of the players I see that's going to be traded away within the set. Oh, one more player, I'm sorry. The Chiefs there's been talks 
small talks, that Kadarius Tony could be on the chopping block. Even though we just got him last year, won a Super Bowl with him, with McCole Hartman coming back and being healthy, um, that really puts a really big target on him to be great. Because if Kadarius Tony doesn't uh, live up to the expectations of that wide receiver one, he's going to lose that job to McCole Hartman or Reggie Rice. Rasheed Rice is probably going to be the first rookie thousand yard receiver that the um that the Chiefs and Andy Reid uses and utilizes. So with that being said, I think a lot of trades are coming within the next week. We just need to just sit there, see who's going to be traded, who's on the market, who's going to be acquiring players, and who's actually serious about making a playoff run. Because right now you're at a pivotal uh week eight is a very pivotal um junction for the NFL, uh, for NFL teams, because now you're gearing up. You, you, you've you faced the first seven weeks. You've put yourself in a position to, okay, here I am. This is my record now. This would get me into the playoffs if they started now, but I have to keep the momentum. And so that's where everyone kind of is right now as far as their records, where they want to be, what teams they have left on their calendar, because honestly, by week 10, we're midway through. We're midway through within the next three weeks. We're almost there to playoff time. We're going to see the next, by week 10, week 10 through week 17, week 18, is going to be a battle of who's wanting the the, the spots, who's going to want their, where they're going to want their division. Teams already know, like, okay, if I lose out on the number one seed, I know I'm not going to have number one seed. I know I want to be in a better position than I want home field advantage. So that's where we're going to be at for the next couple of weeks. The next three weeks, honestly, going into week eight. So we're going into week eight now. So these next two weeks, you're getting the rest of your adjustments together for the good teams. Then 10 through 17, you're gearing up for playoffs if you're a playoff contending team. For the rest of the teams out there that are not playoff contending teams, you're just battling out just to stay relevant and get your draft stock to where you want it to be so you can draft the next item to your team and hopefully the next piece to your team. So. Um, today we're going to make it a little short of a show, uh, just because there's not really a lot going on. I was going to double up with all the information and everything. Oh, before I go into the week eight predictions though, I do want to make a major announcement about the podcast itself. So with that being said, um, I have decided that I'm not going to cover the NBA like I originally wanted to, um, only because of the simple fact that there's just too many games. There's too much news for the NBA. Um, and it's, it's just way too spaced out and I don't have a lot of time to cover the NBA. I don't have time to watch every game and watch every highlight. It's so many games. Once you have all 82, uh, I'm sorry, once you have all, you know, you, you have 82 games a season. So there's about 15 games going on within any given period of a week or um, there's 15 or more. I'm sorry. You can have 15 games in a day or whatnot, or within a span of two days or whatever. So it's just a lot for me on that part. Um, as much as I am a basketball fan, I am going to dedicate my time to just covering the NFL. I've already gave up on trying to do the college thing. It is, I would just work too much with this. So the NFL is going to be my main focus because I actually get to enjoy the NFL games um and actually do this and so that's going to be the major part that's the major changes that comes up if there's any major news with the nba i will cover that but other than that i i'm not going to cover games or anything like that for the nba so i hope you guys uh understand but um it's it's football baby it's it's football baby man 
And so we're going to cover week eight and the strengths and weaknesses of these teams. So we got the Buccaneers going at the Bills. Trap game. This is a trap game for the Bills. The Bills just came off a loss, but so did the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield has been playing a lot better than he has in recent years. I do believe the Bills need to go in there with the mindset that the Buccaneers are trying to win that game. If the Bills are not careful, Josh Allen's not careful, the Bills will drop two games. Where does that sit if you drop two games within your division? You got the Jets at the Giants. This is where it backtracks. You got the you got the Bills. If they lose, but you got the Giants. Or not the Giants. You got the Jets. I do believe that the Jets will beat the Giants. I wholeheartedly believe it. I think a lot of people have underestimated the Jets. The Jets still got some stuff in their tank. They still got gas. They are ready to go. They're Jets. They got the jet fuel. They got the offense. They got the defense. I think the Giants are in for a rude awakening, and the Jets are going to take that game. You got Jaguars and Steelers. Steelers' game was very close, but they still won it. Jaguars beat the Saints definitively. The Jaguars are winning this game. Eagles at Commanders. I take Eagles. So I, I would take the Eagles, but I believe this is the trap game for the Eagles. Commanders are taking this game. I do believe the Eagles always have struggles with the Commanders, and the Commanders will take this game. Cowboys at Rams, I, I'm going with Cowboys. I don't think the Rams have what they need to take over and beat the uh, and beat the Cowboys. You have Vikings and Packers. I think Kirk Cousins is activated, man. I really do. Jordan Love, I thought he was going to be the savior for the Packers. Taking the Vikings, man. Then you got the Falcons and Titans. Give me the Titans. I do believe that the Titans are going to uh, outlast a little bit on the Falcons. but Here's the thing. Ryan Tannehill is probably going to be out for week eight, which means either Malik or that other guy they drafted are going to be the starting quarterbacks for the Tennessee Titans. You got Patriots and Dolphins. I got the Dolphins taking that game. I don't think the Patriots have enough to go ahead. They already beat one divisional rival, but going into another divisional game, and the Dolphins just lost on Sunday night. I think the Dolphins takes that game. Colts and Saints. Give me Colts. Give me the Colts. They just came off a very controversial loss against the Browns that they shouldn't have, and the Saints just got got destroyed. Give me Colts. Texans and Panthers, the two rookie quarterbacks going head-to-head. Give me C.J. Shroud. Give me the Texans. I believe in the Texans. I think the Texans are good. I think the Texans are going to get into the playoffs. Give me Texans. Seahawks at Browns. I take the Seahawks. I took the Seahawks only because karma comes back and bites people in the behind. 49ers at Bengal. Very controversial game. 49ers just came off of a loss. I do believe Bengals won the last time they played uh, before their bye week. Give me 49ers. 49ers are winning against the Bengals. Where would that put the Bengals still in last place? And if the Bengals are able to overcome that, what does that look like for their division? Chiefs at Broncos. Give me the Chiefs. Yes, we struggled against the Broncos. Still won. Win's a win. Doesn't matter. Then you got the Ravens and Cardinals. Give me the Ravens. Sorry, Cardinals are not good. Chargers and Bears. This is going to be a match of who, what coach is getting fired first. <laughs> so give me Chargers. I think this is going to be the last week for the Bears coach. Last but not least, Lions and Raiders. Will this be the week that Josh McDaniels gets 
fired for losing this game. The Lions, yes, they did lose to the Ravens, but I don't think you're going. You're the Lions team who just got blown out by the by the Ravens. I don't think you're thinking like you know what we're going to go home and think about this. I think you're the Lions team that's going to come out and beat and smack on the Raiders because you can because you're angry that you just got blown out. That is what you're going to get with the Lions. The Lions, yes, they just lost, but they're still a good football team. Unlike a lot of these teams on here, the Lions are going to be great. That's my that's my week A prediction for you guys. I know I kept it kind of short for today. I'll have more material for it uh, for for you guys next week, especially with a lot of news updates that's going to be coming out over the weekends and stuff like that. So just bear with me. I do apologize. But thank you guys for being my biggest supporters. I appreciate every single one of you guys that, you know, goes out there and, and you know, listens to the podcast, supports the podcast, follows the podcast. I do apologize for leaving you guys high and hanging last week. This week I'm here. I'll be here next week. So with that being said, over time, would love to um, acknowledge the people that are out there. I do apologize, my dog. <laughs> but um, Thank you, guys. You guys stay blessed. And uh, over time, we are done. We are out. Adios.